Hey, I'm Elizabeth Willits and I'm obsessed with helping as many women as possible achieve their boldest dreams after kids and helping you to navigate this messy and magical season of life. I'm a working mum with over 17 years of recruitment experience and I'm the founder of the Investing in Women job board and community. In this show, I'm honoured to be chatting with remarkable women, redefining our working world across all areas of business. They'll share their secrets on how they've achieved extraordinary success after children, set boundaries and balance, the challenges they've faced and how they've overcome them to define their own versions of success. Shy away from the real talk? No way! Money, struggles, growth, loss, boundaries and balance, we cover it all. Think of this as coffee with your mates, mixed with an inspiring TED Talk, sprinkled with the career advice you wish you'd really had at school. So, grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, make sure you're cosy, and get ready to get inspired and chase your boldest dreams, or just survive Mondays. This is the Work It Like a Mum podcast. Nine Feet Tall are very pleased to sponsor this Work It Like a Mum podcast. After all, mums really are the giants of multi-daily deliverables. Nine Feet Tall are an award-winning management consultancy, working across various industries and delivering over £100 million in value for their clients. They're always on the lookout for talented, enthusiastic and interesting people to join their family and help them grow taller. Relationships are everything in business and connecting with their clients on a human level is central to their success. As part of the Nine Feet Tall team, you can expect truly flexible working options to suit your lifestyle and personal commitments. If you have school runs, community commitments or a dog that needs walking, they will celebrate your life choices and give you the freedom to fit your working day into your life, not the other way around. Investment in your personal learning and development. They will support you to achieve your goals and career ambitions through diverse client engagements, training and accreditations. A supportive and person-centric mentor system. You'll be guided and coached through your career with them by a mentor whose focus is on your happiness at work and progression. Commitment to your well-being. You will be part of their program that supports the social, physical, mental, emotional and financial well-being of the entire team. If this all fits with your personal values and career aspirations, then get in touch with them for a chat. Visit ninefeettall.com forward slash careers for more information. Now back to the show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Work It Like a Mum podcast. Today I'm delighted to be chatting with Rebecca Keevan, a customer success manager from Simply Get Results. And this is a role that Rebecca found through the Investing in Women job board after a four and a half year career break. So we're going to be chatting about job searching after a career break, re-establishing her career, dealing with mum guilt, how she manages the juggle and the anxiety that forced Rebecca to take a career break in the first place as well as her experiences of working from home. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for joining me today. I'm really delighted to chat with you and talk through your experiences, particularly about finding a new role after a career break and how you found re-entering the workplace. Thank you for having me, Liz. It's really nice to be here. It's really nice to to speak to you and see you. You obviously helped me a lot whilst I was looking for my current role and made a huge difference to me from where I am. 
Thank you. So you spoke a little bit about anxiety that felt forced to take a career break. So do you want to talk us through, you know, what happened in the build up to taking that career break and then how you found then your career break? Yeah, I mean, I think I've always suffered from anxiety, whether I've realised it or not. In all honesty, felt a little bit of anxiety leading up to this. This is a, a new world for me, recording a podcast. And I think at the time I was experiencing it um, at my previous role, I didn't really know what it was. I think, you know, it gets a bit overwhelming. I'm a person that's rooted in my knowledge and my experience. And I feel quite grounded when I have a good foundation, as you know, I'm sure a lot of people do. And I had moved into a new area of the business, which was great, learning about new things and new experiences, learning new skills. But I didn't feel that grounding that I was so used to that I had, you know, spent years before building, building up. And I think that it just caused me some lack of confidence, you know, in what I was doing. I was questioning myself a lot and, you know, had some difficulties with one, one of the managers. And and I think it sort of ended up in a bit of a, a bit of a spiral. And I, you know, I didn't really know how to, how to get out of it. I was in a bit of, in my own head, questioning a lot of what I was doing, how I was doing it. I go into work and I was quite stressed out, <laughs> which is such a shame because I really loved working for the company and I had such great experiences. You know, I was there for 11 years, but I wasn't in a good place. Like I said, I don't, don't really know what, what came first, but I think it was a lot of me feeling or lacking in confidence in in what I was doing because I didn't feel grounded but you know I'm I kind of got over it and I moved on and I moved on within the business so I was there for another few years after that sort of difficult time did you reach out for support at that point or did you just try and sort of muddle through by yourself yeah, I mean I did eventually I think well you know one of the things I, uh, I sort of mentioned to is I find it really difficult to ask for help yeah definitely I think a lot of people will be nodding to that along to that I think as women we feel like we should be able to do it all yes you know a a fairly logical thinker and you know I like process and understanding things and I feel like if I understand some concept I should be able to do it I should be able to get over it I should be able to manage my anxiety I should be able to just get on with it without asking for any help but I did I did reach out to my help you know my husband my family were great support I had some really wonderful mentors within the organisation and who helped me get through the period and helped me sort of just take a step back and see what I was experiencing and just put it into some perspective. And I think if I hadn't at that point, I probably wouldn't have stayed much longer. So, I, you know, I'm really grateful for all the help and support that I received from those people. Um, because, you know, it also was and I think also working in a large organisation, there is quite a large network of of people. And, you know, I'd spent many years beforehand building up that network and it gives you the opportunity to look outside your small box. Whereas in the moment it was quite difficult. But once I reached out to one person, it was, OK, let's unlock this. There, You don't need to stay in this environment. You don't need to stay in this place. Let's help you out of that you know and I moved on to other projects and other roles and you know eventually I moved out out of that role back into into the business and back into my comfort zone for want of a better word you know I think I needed that after the turbulence and 
going back into a role where I felt very comfortable I felt like more like myself I knew what I was talking about I felt I was credible and I think you know that is really key for me it's like I didn't feel credible in that previous role even though I probably was I didn't recognize it in myself and so therefore because I'm surrounded by people who've been doing this for years and people who have come out of the industry talking to the industry about things that they knew and I, I felt like I wasn't you know I just questioned myself a lot and then Sound, yeah do you think you had a lot of imposter syndrome yes and it comes up a lot the imposter syndrome why me I mean even like you know why does Liz want to talk to me you know what have I done that's so wonderful and I'm like you know but I'm here I'm like a lot of other other women a lot of other mums who go through this who feel like do I belong here mm-hmm. so yeah and then when I went back into the business and I I you know was in a much better place but there was still a niggle in the back of my mind and I think tonight the fallout for you know just the anxiety hadn't quite left me you know I was able to function but I just didn't feel the same joy I had some personal stresses we had been going through some fertility troubles and it was just a lot of pressure you know from all angles and I find it very also very hard to compartmentalize my life so you know, I can't switch off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't either. I think, again, people will be nodding a lot. I just, they all bleed into each other, don't they? All? They really do. And, you know, it helped that I was going into the office a lot more, but even still, I didn't have to. And sometimes I'd be home and it just don't feel like just everything was blurred. I just felt a bit overwhelmed. I just was like, you know what? I could stay here forever. There were so many opportunities I could refresh and take some time out I think when I handed in my notice one of my managers was like is there anything we can do and I was like I mean you could but at the same time I think for me I just need a change like this is great I've learned so much I've had a wonderful experience for the most part I've met some wonderful people learned some fantastic skills but I need something different and I think for my both my professional and personal life I just needed to take a break I couldn't I found it difficult to think about looking for a job at the same time because it was just another thing added to the pile of stress that was already in my head so it's like you know we were okay financially so you know a lot of people don't have that opportunity to stop and take take time out and I think it's also something that no people don't tell you you know no one says yeah it's okay to do that but it really is you know I mean you go through life thinking I have to to study I have to do school I have to go to university I have to find a job and a career and I have to progress through that career I have to have a family and continue with my career there's a path that you're sort of expected to follow and no one says to you but you know this path isn't working out for you it's okay to stop and think and reset and change your path that's okay you know it's it's just it's not out there it's sort of expected and and I'm grateful that we had the opportunity for me to to not work for a while and so um left my role I took some time out the plan was to take a few months to reset to breathe to decide what I wanted to do with my life and then I got pregnant oh my gosh is that <laughs> <laughs> so then came the difficulty around because I, I think it was you know January time and I was like okay I'm going to start job hunting and I, I looked for a few things but when I realized I was pregnant I just didn't know what to do because I wasn't sure whether companies would be okay with recruiting me and then me disappearing after a few months. And it's not an easy process, you know, job hunting. It's it's not, I'm going to look for a job today. I'm going to get a job in a month's time. And, you know, then I've got some months before I have to go on maternity leave anyway. And it's just, and I, you know, sometimes I think 
a lot with this because my perspective of this sort of changed when I job hunted more recently for my current role. I think I put a lot of pressure on myself to do everything and to do everything in a certain way. So trying to job hunt and grow a baby and I was thinking I should do this and then I should do this but the timing needs to be right and the timing is this never right is it really <laughs> it never is it doesn't you know and I, I was feeling guilty you know it's the guilt again because I don't, don't want to leave a company um after just having started and you know I don't want to make people but and I don't want to lie I don't want to pretend that this is not me and so I just decided to not work for a while and then had some time raising my daughter which was wonderful and I'm so grateful for that time that we just got to spend together and really you know just it's just a wonderful experience that I didn't realize how much I would enjoy in value I think yeah if you've been trying for a long time because as someone else that you know had fertility struggles and then IVF like you just never think you're going to get to that point do you and then you get to it and you just want to save it don't you actually every moment even the tough bits it's you know it's just such a brilliant feeling isn't it to finally get something that you never thought yeah exactly and it it just felt wonderful and I think we have such a wonderful bond because we've had that time an extended time because it wasn't supposed to be so long (laughs) I did you know I was hoping to go back to work after she was maybe about 18 months and started looking for jobs again and then Covid struck and that was all then that sort of had to I had to reset my plans you know, like most people did, because, you know, we don't have a huge, huge space trying to look for jobs whilst my husband was working from home, whilst my daughter was home. And you know, and then because not really being able to do the childcare thing because we couldn't see family. Like my family are wonderful and wonderfully supportive. My mum's here at the minute looking after my little girl in the next room. You know, we couldn't see people, so she couldn't do that. It was harder to, to look for to pay for for childcare which was also difficult because I wasn't working so it's a bit of a a vicious cycle there but you know we just made the decision to stay put to and just to enjoy the enjoy the extended time and it it was challenging because it was non-stop and it was exhausting and it's one thing people don't really tell you about these days. It doesn't really stop <laughs> at parenting. And when you're cooked up in, in the room and in the house, just in the four walls, not really being able to get out apart from once a day to go for a little walk, it was, it was quite challenging. But I think it, it was right for us and it worked out, you know, it worked out in the end. It meant that we couldn't do things like move, which we had wanted to do because I wasn't getting the income that we would have had had I gone back to work. And also I felt like I was in a little bit of a black hole of government support because I wasn't job hunting I wasn't on maternity leave I wasn't employed on furlough I was just in a role where I wanted to work but I couldn't work because I had my daughter at home so yeah but I mean you know you kind of you make do you you figure it out and go on yeah so I was home then for the next year and year and a half or so I think after that right and like timing eludes me a little bit and then about 18 months ago or so last summer I decided I was gonna start job hunting again so what made you want to sort of go back into the workplace what what was it that attracted you about going back I always like I always intended to go back to work I missed using my brain in a different way you know I loved raising my daughter but it was important for her to experience life away from me you know to she was going to preschool and I was like, I need something for me. You know, 
missed having my own income if I'm honest it's it's a a difficult one my husband like I say is greatly supportive and stuff but I wanted something for me that I earned that that I could show for, for my work and I really enjoyed the buzz of working in a professional environment I really enjoyed working with people who challenged me challenged my thinking and helped me to grow my you know professional skill base you know I was really excited to do that again you know that I think one of my favorite things you know my my previous role was I really just love networking I love building that network knowing building the people and getting to know people and just being in an environment of sort of like-minded individuals yeah and what were your concerns about job hunting then going so many (laughs) yeah I think one of the main ones is just having the flexibility you know going from you know when I was working before I would work when I needed to work there was very few restrictions on when I need you know would need to do that if I had to work evenings or if I had to work long days and I was in the office and I could be there from eight until you know six or or whatever and then you go out and you come home but this time I'm just trying to get the right balance be able to accommodate my family life my daughter and you know the preschool drop-off and pick-ups that you know that don't necessarily tie in with a work day and yeah I know they shot their school hour days school yeah so those are her preschool days and trying to find something that would accommodate that and genuine flexibility you know I think a lot of organizations I was speaking to would say they were flexible and tell you they're flexible in the job adverts and then you'd speak to them and they'd be like yeah well you know if you needed to leave early a little bit one day because your daughter was sick and you had to pick her up that's fine but it wouldn't be a regular occurrence yeah I'm like but that isn't flexibility that yeah, is, and I need that you know <laughs> that seems like a given if my child is ill I'm going I'm, you know I'm, yeah it was this is a strange dynamic and also you know back to the imposter syndrome I'd been out of a professional environment for so long I was scared that I would have forgotten so much that I wouldn't be able to go back and translate previous roles into a new role and all that people would just see me as oh but you've just been been a mum for the past four you know three four years and what else do you have have to show for it and that was a a big concern because I know when I had previously looked for jobs in my previous life that people would only ever look at the last job that you had they didn't really care about the skills that you had like building over years it's actually but what did you do just before that and so I was just I was worried that that was going to hold me back and trying to find part-time work as well and knowing what the jobs were that I could do so lots of things were quite concerning Hello to all our listeners. This is Elizabeth Willits, your host of the Work It Like a Mum podcast and founder of the Investing in Women job board and recruitment site. And I'm here today to tell you all about our transformative career coaching services. Whether you're returning to work, climbing the corporate ladder or seeking a complete career change, our coaching is designed for anyone aspiring to make a significant impact in their professional life. We offer personalised guidance on crafting standout CVs that tell your unique story, effective strategies for nailing your next job interview, and expert tips on optimising your LinkedIn profile to attract the right opportunities. 
And here's the best part. As a valued listener, you'll get an exclusive 10% discount. Just use the code WORKITLIKEAMUM when you book your session. Visit us at investinginwomen.co.uk forward slash career coaching services to start your journey towards career success. Let's work together to achieve your professional dreams with the Investing in Women Career Coaching Services. Yeah, no, do you know, I, I'm nodding along because I felt exactly the same when I got made redundant and then was trying to find a new job. And it is hard. It is. And I think when you come from an organisation that is so large and full of opportunities and it's so easy. And, you know, I did throughout my career, I spent 11 years there and I just kept moving around because there were so many new things for me to do, so many new people to meet, so many new skills to grow that when you come out of that environment, it's pretty scary because it's so comfortable. And, you know, like I said, I could have stayed there for my entire career. But then you're in a position where it's like, what do I do now? What, you know, where do I go? Who do I talk to? How do you really find? It felt like you're finding a needle in a haystack. Yeah. I remember we were obviously in touch. Talk to me how you found the job and how you found me because then I think I showed you the role. And then, yeah, it's a tough. So I'm trying to remember how I found you. I think one of my old managers had reposted something that you had posted. And I was like, mm. from your investing in, in women. And I was like, oh, what's, what's this? This feels new. This feels interesting. This feels fresh and like something different to the standard recruitment sites that just give you a whole bunch of jobs. And, you know, you filter by flexibility, filter by this, filter by that. But in reality, don't really tell you much, don't really, it's not clear what businesses' intentions are. Whereas where I, when I came across investing in women, it was, no, actually, this is what we're about, you know, helping helping you get back into the workforce, helping you find a job that is fits your circumstance, not just you trying to fit into a corporate, you know, box. You know, you can be you and companies will flex as much as you you will flex it was a just it felt really different and I remember looking at your site and there were a few jobs that I thought well this might be interesting and I think I reached out to you because I was like well, I don't you know how does this work is this real or you know am I hoping for too much here <laughs> but and you sent me you sent me the job spec for for my current role at Simply and I remember looking at it going I'm not sure this is right for me it just was working from home and I was worried because working from home is like, you know, I'm not going to be able to talk to anybody. I'm not really going to see anyone. You know, how do you make this work? And how do I keep the motivation up to be working when all I'm seeing is just, you know, I feel like sometimes with, when you go into the office, there's a routine that gets you set up for the day. You get up, you get ready, you go out, you walk to the station, the fresh air, the train journey. And by the time you've got into work, you're ready to go. But with this, it was like, no, we take you to preschool and then I'm going to come home and I'm going to start work. And, and what's that going to be like when I'm not actually going to get to get to somewhere? <laughs> yeah, Especially because so much of my career has been building relationships and building my network and, and talking to people. It's like, how can you really do that effectively in a role that you work from home from? So that that was a concern. And also the job, I never heard of it. So I'm a customer success manager. I lead on customer success. And I'm like, but what is that? I couldn't easily see how I could do that role and I think that is a concern for so many people when they're looking for jobs and especially women because I think you sort of expect to here's a CV here's my job I've got to match that perfectly 
100%. And if I don't match it 100%, I'm not going to apply. And I just was so used to that. I was so used to applying for jobs that you knew you could do on day one, basically. Yeah. Just match my profile 100%. You know, it helps with my anxiety because then I know what I'm doing, but I'm still learning because it's a new company, new organization. And also because I had been through interview processes prior to this. And then while I was interviewing at Simply Wear, I was going out for roles that seemed quite obviously like a match to my skill set. And I was talking to people and everything seemed great. And then they could get to the end and they were like, but actually that person has the exact skills that we're looking for. You just don't have one of them. And they're like, oh, OK, so maybe I do need everything. And, and so it makes you question that. And so, so when this came up, I really wasn't sure. But then I spoke to the team a couple of times and they were just so great and so enthusiastic. And so they cared about me. You know, they asked me the question. They really wanted to know who I was and what my skills were, you know, recognising that I had been out of, out of work and I was or professional life and I was parenting for the past few years, but also respecting and valuing the jobs and the skills and all of my previous experience. I think that was really key and it, it still is today, you know, and I think it just really made a difference. You know, when it came down to it, they weren't able to offer me the package that I requested, but have made effort and thought really thought out how they can help me get to where I want to get to, which I think is really unique for an organisation and for individuals. You know, it's normally, yes, you can have this or no, you can't have it or we'll meet you somewhere in between. But here it's no, we can't do this for you. But actually, we really want you. We think you're a good addition to our organisation. And this is how we're going to help you get to what you want to get to. So it was just a really thought through plan. And it just made me feel like, actually, you care about me, you care about who I am, and what's important to me. And it just felt so different to all of the other conversations that I had been having. And so I joined. It's a little bit nerve wracking because it's a small organisation. Yeah, it is a small, but they are. And I guess with your previous, where you'd sort of previously had the imposter syndrome that led to the anxiety, that must have been playing on your mind that it's a new role, a role that you hadn't heard of before. I hadn't heard of. And, you know, I'm a process person. I like structure. I like foundations. I love Excel spreadsheets. Like, you know, stuff that is quite clear and, you know, obvious and and even they despite telling them how much I love spreadsheets, I don't use them half as much as I hoped I would. But it really scared me because I was so used to that. And when you come go into an, like you know, go into a large organization, there's structure, there's processes, there's things that exist and you know, obvious and set boundaries that you work within. It's very clear cut, you know what you're doing, here is the way to do it. And you know, you tweak things along the way and you bespoke it to your area of business or what you're trying to do. But essentially it's the stuff there for you to start with whereas here it was right we don't have a feedback loop in place can you set one up you've done that before can you do it here and I'm like oh okay you want me to to just get on with it and just start and it it was nerve-wracking but also just so refreshing I felt empowered that they felt you know they could trust my experience and my knowledge to be able to do something. And right off the bat, I think I was talking to customers in my first week or two. And I thought, oh, I won't be doing that for a little while because, you know, I'm not ready for it. But they're like, no, you're ready. It's fine. And, and actually, I think I spend, you know, the majority of my time when we talk to customers, just listening to them, to understanding them. And it's funny because they're skills that I've had and I've learned and I've developed over my time, but never really considered them as things that I do. And I think my team have been able to pull that out of me and just help me realise 
just what I'm good at outside of the the obvious structure and process and Excel spreadsheets. It's actually you're really good at listening to people, to understanding what they can do and, you know, what's important to them and then being able to marry that up with what we do and where we can help an organisation. So it has just felt like a really different experience to me and just has opened my eyes to me even more than than what I I realised I was and the skills I had. So. And is that a contrast, do you think, to previous organisation where you had imposter syndrome and that you felt, you know, it wasn't right for you? And now it sounds like you still had that, but the team here has sort of said how valued you are. I mean, I think it, you know, not necessarily, I mean, maybe. I I think when you're in a large organisation, you're one of so many. So I don't want to sort of discredit my experiences there just because I know I had some great people who really supported me. It's just been a very different environment here. And I think you know, the individuals, our team, they just understand people. They do really take time to understand me. And in turn, that helps me understand me better. And also just recognising things in me that I don't recognise in myself. Yeah, that's really good. So, you know, a lot of it. And what other advice would you give to somebody then that's maybe started a new role and feels that imposter syndrome and they're not good enough? And what strategies have you? What strategies? Um, Take a deep breath. Back where you can. I know it's not easy you know, when you're in it. And as hard as it it seems is just talk to someone, ask for help or, you know, find someone that you feel comfortable with professionally or not as a sounding board. Just does this make sense? Am I being ridiculous kind of thing? You know, and I just think you find the people around you, family, friends, colleagues, see stuff in you that you don't always see in yourself. And you know, just I think having the words of encouragement of those around you just help you realise that actually you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Great. You've got these great skills. You can do this. Yeah. Good advice. And what about working from home? Because obviously that was a concern of yours, working from home all the time. <laughs> so how have you found it? And what tips would you give to somebody that has found themselves in a role that's, you know, 100% home based? It's actually been really great. So I work from home most of the time, every now and again, maybe once a month or so, I'll go into London, I'll meet up with my team or meet up with customers. And I think on a day-to-day basis, it means that I'm present. I'm here for my daughter when she needs me. I can take her to preschool, I can pick her up, I can be flexible with my hours. And from a professional perspective, we, the team, we speak every day. Like every morning, we have a team call and just to catch up what's on everyone's agenda, what's happening, and also do I need any help? Do you need help from me? Do I need help from you? We talk and we communicate. And I think the biggest thing for me from a professional thing is collaboration. We collaborate on so much. It's really helping me to ask for help. So <laughs> that real difficulty I have in, in all areas of my life around asking for help. Work has really made a difference in that. The environment we work in is that I can, you know, I can be sitting here trying to produce a document, write something for for ages and and just like not move forward and then I'll just call up my team and I'm like can can we talk about this we'll spend 20 minutes half an hour having a conversation and it will have unlocked that barrier for me and for them and, and things progress quicker and easier and stuff happens so despite working from home we still like it still feels like we're very connected and it means that the times that we do get to meet up in person are really exciting. I, you know, 
I really look forward to going in, into work. I look forward to getting up and getting ready and going out of the house and, and meeting up with the team in the office and just like rent space. But, you know, it's nice to meet up with people. It's nice to spend time and to see them in person. So I don't feel like we don't get any of that, but it means that when it happens, it's really good. It's really valuable. We get some really good time together. And it still works for my personal life. You know, we try and I say mine, but, you know, the whole team, we try and schedule our, our meetings, even face to face ones when works for most for, for people. So that gives people time to to do things like drop off your children in the morning and get back for, for whatever you need to in the afternoon. So it's just I think our time's respected and valued. And, you know, the whole environment is just really wonderful. Yeah, it sounds brilliant. And are you working full time there or? Well, this is the other great thing is that we sort of started off, I think I was working two days a week, spread over three, just while my daughter was at preschool. And it was just like, let's see how it goes. See what you want to do. And slowly but surely, I've just increased my time. And I've just started working four days a week this week, actually. Yeah, so it's been really great. And it's funny because I think the first time we talked about increasing my hours and, and I was very much like, if the business is ready for this and if they're re- if you're ready for me, then I think I could make it work. Well, the business will always be ready, but, you know, don't worry about it because they're thinking they're waiting for me to say, I want to do this. And it took me about a month before I realised, no, hold on, I actually want to work more. I want to do more. I am ready to do this. And as soon as I said it, they were like, yeah, cool, come. We'll be ready for you. Oh, they sound brilliant. I think we'll all be looking at their website, won't we, see who they've got roles. But you know what, though? I think it's a wonderful place to work. It is really great. And it has opened my eyes up to the fact that there are companies out there like this, you know, and there are companies who do allow you flexibility, do allow you opportunities to to grow and to develop, do respect your skills that you have and that you bring to the table. It does exist. And, you know, just because you've not seen it before doesn't mean that it that it isn't there. And I think sometimes it is there feeling empowered to ask for what you want and say, this is what's important to me and stick into that, you know, creating your own boundaries, which I think is, is quite difficult. And it's always been hard for me to, to do. Yeah. So finally, what advice would you give to somebody that is job searching after a career break and is being nervous about that process? It's OK to be nervous. It's probably the first thing. You haven't done it for a while. It's fine. It's I've, nerves are fine. I always try to tell my daughter, it's okay to feel what you feel, but there's stuff out there and it might take some time, but try not to put too much pressure on yourself and have a look at investing in women because it is a wonderful It's just, you know, there, you know, it's a great place to find jobs that are flexible and use, use your, your network, use your people, you know, personally professionally to explore what opportunities you might might be considering you know it's not always that obvious to which job you might want to do next and it sometimes it just takes a minute to remember what skills you have that can be transferable into many scenarios yeah brilliant oh well brilliant brilliant advice thank you so much Rebecca for your time today I've absolutely loved chatting with you and hearing about your experiences so thank you ever so much for joining us thank you so much for having me 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Work It Like a Mum podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share the link with a friend. If you're on LinkedIn, please send me a connection request at Elizabeth Willett and let me know your thoughts on this week's episode. You can also follow my recruitment site, Investing in Women, on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, keep on chasing your biggest dreams.